I felt like the relationship that I had with myself was almost like faux, like a faux relationship. It was fake. I was forcing it. I pretended to like myself. I feel like if I couldn't truly believe that I deserve love and if I really didn't see myself loving myself or if I didn't know how to love myself then, then I was going to fake it, right? everyone welcome back to blissfully bloom i'm victoria your host and this podcast was created to empower women to love themselves unconditionally transform and heal their anxious mindsets to live a life of bliss now i'm super excited for today's episode because i am going to be really opening my heart and being really vulnerable with you all about my self-love story about where i really was five years ago from today until now and how i really learned to love myself again to really see that inner garden within myself to grow and blossom again and it's just such a beautiful thing and just know that if you find it hard loving yourself today i just want to encourage you that it's not where you have to stay right we can grow and learn and blossom this love from within through my own self-love struggles and through my journey i actually created a self-love program a coaching self-love program to really empower women to remember that the love that they are seeking is already there that love that they are looking for is within them there's no need to go searching for answers elsewhere right or looking for external validation you have the power to validate yourself and that is what i have come to learn throughout the years but i am currently recording in my closet right now because <laughs> i have like zero decoration in my living room right now and that's where i normally film and record for the podcast so i'm literally just in my closet i put up my little rose decor behind me <laughs> so to get me in the mood because i mean it just reminds me of this podcast of blissfully bloom and i think the decor goes so well with the podcast theme so during this episode, I will talk about my own self-love story, but I'm also going to give you a little bit of advice about how you can go about starting your own and creating your own love story for yourself. So let us begin. But before we do, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor. Okay, so this has been a long time coming. I have been meaning to come out and share my story around self-love and how it transformed and shifted and evolved throughout the years. But I want to begin about, mm, I want to say six, maybe even more than that. <laughs> I want to say about nine years ago in high school. During high school, this is where 
I really, really held such strong value and weight on boys. I found it so hard to love myself that I was looking for it in other boys, right? I really, really believe that the boys that I dated would give me that missing piece that I was looking for and would fill me and complete me, right? And when I have found this true love, kind of like a Nicholas Sparks movie, as I would have liked to imagine it to be, then I will be finally happy and fulfilled with myself. Then I can finally love myself. And that clearly was not the case because the relationships that I had in high school, they only lasted about a month. Truth be told, I would give myself away quite easily. I had a really, really skewed vision of what love looked like. I would believe that, oh, if I did this, if I gifted myself to the boys that I dated, then that would complete me. That would fulfill my heart and start to cultivate this love within me. But that was not the case. Time after time, after I made the those decisions, I felt even more lost with myself. I felt even more disconnected with myself. And shame and guilt started to wash over me. And I really thought that something was wrong with me. And the love that I was seeking for myself, I just had no idea at the time that it was already inside of me, but I was ignoring that fact. Deep down, I think I truly knew, but it scared me most knowing that I didn't need anyone else, right? The love that I was looking for, the fulfillment that I was looking for, it was within me. But I think at the time, I didn't have that trust in myself. I didn't believe in myself. I doubted myself and had extremely low, low, low self-confidence. I didn't feel good enough in who I was and who I already was. And also I was holding on. I continued to hold on to that belief that love can be found elsewhere. And that love I mean, yes, of course, you will find love in your partners and your family and your friends, but it becomes something else when that is all you rely on. That is all that you put your faith in and your trust in. And if you don't have any faith and trust and belief in yourself, then you're going to have some really, really rocky foundations, right? And if you tie your worth to those things, which I was clearly doing at the time, because if I felt loved by the boys that I was dating, if I got that compassion or kindness or just overall joy from them and I was seeing that they were happy being with me, then I gave myself permission to be happy with myself. But if I found the opposite, if I found that they were talking down upon me, if they were just using me for my body, or if they found that I wasn't good enough for them anymore and they broke up with me, then I would feel crumbled on the inside. I would feel even more not good enough than I had already felt because I was attaching my worth to the boys that I dated, right? 
this became a pattern in my life, a huge pattern that I am still trying to heal today. In high school, I looked in the mirror. I didn't like what I saw. Just being me was not good enough. I constantly had thoughts around the theme of I am not good enough. Some thoughts that would pop up in my mind were I'm ugly. I am not smart. I'm stupid. I do not deserve love. I do not deserve happiness or success. And many of these thoughts, they may not have been directly stated, right? But I had these stories constantly running through my mind. And that affected the way that I showed up for myself and for others. This created a victim mentality within me. I felt sorry for myself constantly. This ended up making me kind of have this resentment because I was so unhappy with myself that I constantly felt jealous of others. I wanted what they had. I remember walking through the mall or just walking down the street and seeing other girls and they had just the brightest smiles on their faces and I just wished, I hoped, and I prayed that that would be me one day. I really, truly, at the time, I didn't think that I deserved that and so that's essentially what I got. I continued to be unhappy, unfulfilled with my life. That pushed me onto the track of creating anxiety and creating depression in my life. So eventually down the line, since I was so unhappy with myself and I continued to seek this fulfillment and love and satisfaction elsewhere, I felt like the relationship that I had with myself was almost like faux, like a faux relationship. It was fake. I was forcing it. I pretended to like myself. I feel like if I couldn't truly believe that I deserve love and if I really didn't see myself loving myself or if I didn't know how to love myself then, then I was going to fake it, right? <laughs> I faked it and it wasn't like the saying fake it till you make it because Deep down, I still didn't believe that I deserved this love for myself, that I deserved giving myself the gift of love. And for so long, I just felt so stuck and so lost. But I can remember having so much insecurity. I mean, I would just pick out every single flaw. If I stared at myself in the mirror, I would find that my eyebrows were too bushy. My legs would tend to rub together and I would compare my body to others on Instagram and what the trends were. So if the thin thigh gap, that's what I compared myself to. And if I didn't hold myself to those expectations, then I would feel let down. I should be ashamed of myself for not looking this way. And I really, really did believe that once I lost weight, once I stepped over the ugly phase that I was in, that I perceived myself in in high school, then I would finally love myself. 
I really, really tied self-love to my looks. And truth be told, I have learned this along the way. That is not what self-love is all about. Your looks do not determine your love for yourself. Even celebrities, you can find that with celebrities nowadays, they can be voted the most beautiful women in America or the most hottest or sexiest woman in America, but deep down they are screaming inside. They may deal with so much anxiety and depression and still not be happy with their lives. So looks are not everything. That does not solve your self-love struggles, right? Self-love is more than looks. It's a feeling within. It's how you feel about yourself. It's the actions you do for yourself. It's how you treat yourself, how you speak to yourself, how you allow others to speak to you, right? It's boundary setting. It's trusting yourself. It's forgiving yourself. It's all of these things combined. It's not just one factor. And that is what I was missing. I had this disconnect. One of my love languages is self-affirmations and words of affirmations. So instead of looking for those things from myself, I tied that elsewhere. I was looking for those praises, for those compliments, for those kind words elsewhere. If others see that I am enough, okay, here's the thing. I believe that I wasn't enough until others thought I was enough. But here's the thing. My perception, my projection of whether or not they think I'm enough may not even be to my standards. But here's the thing. What if it never happens? What if the people, what if your family or friends or coworkers don't give you or show you what you have been searching for, right? And then you're left just waiting. You're in this waiting game of, okay, I'm just waiting for my friends to tell me that I am beautiful. Or I'm just waiting for my coworkers to tell me that I am doing an amazing job and I should just keep going and I'm going to get promoted one day because I am just such a good worker here and I provide so much value. You see, but self-love, true, pure self-love, it takes work every single day, right? It's a daily practice. It's a lifestyle. If you rely on those other people to tell you the things that you want to hear, they're most of the time or most likely they're not going to be cheering you on every single day, 24 seven. And here's the thing. You can be your own supporter. You can be your own coach, your own parent, your own love, and you can give yourself those things, right? So Moving back to my story, those were just a little bit of some tips, some self-love tips, but moving on to college. I want to say in college is where I really, really increased my social media use and therefore the comparison game started going A-wire and I constantly compared myself to others on the internet. That was something that it almost became an addiction to me. And I would constantly find proof that I wasn't enough. Every single time that I opened the app, even though I wasn't saying, hey, I'm going on social media right now to see that I'm not good enough. 
it's still, it was still an unconscious thing in my mind because my brain was constantly looking for this proof that I'm not good enough because I still haven't healed the story, that story yet of I am not good enough. Eventually what happened was my relationship with food started to crumble. At first it started with binge eating and emotional eating as well. I would eat my feelings away instead of feeling Instead of looking at my emotions, holding up space for them, and giving them the time to release, I use food as a solution. If I was excited, if I was overly excited, I would eat, 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 eat. If I was extremely sad, I would turn to the pantry. If I was angry or frustrated or anxious, I would turn to the pantry. It became extremely, extremely toxic. And then also... I started looking at myself in the mirror and my perception of myself was distorted. I would describe my arms as chunky or my legs as chunky, even though whenever I went to the doctors, they were concerned about my weight being low. So I was so confused because what I was seeing and what others were seeing were like complete opposites. And I use the gym to change and fix myself. I would constantly find things to change or fix and base my gym goals off of the trends. So if I saw that there was a big, big round booty going on, then that's what I did at the gym. I did those hip thrusts. I worked on my butt. And, or if it was really thin, thighs and everyone was aiming for a thigh gap and those were the types of images I was seeing on a daily basis, then I would also have that as a goal. I would run and run and run on the gym. But then when I was running and running and running and running, I would lose the booty and then I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not meeting any of the goals. And then I would feel like a failure, right? And I would be extremely hard on myself, constantly critiquing. It was just never enough. I found that whatever I was doing, I still felt not enough. Even if I met my goals of having the booty-licious booty, I still didn't feel enough. That didn't increase the love for myself. I became extremely obsessed with what I was putting my body that I had just constant, constant thoughts around food. If I eat this cookie, I'm going to break out. Or if I eat this cookie, I'm going to gain fat in my stomach. It was like I was in this constant battle between wanting to just live my life and not have so many restrictions and so many thoughts around food. And I got exhausted. I really began to just ask myself, like, do I want to live the rest of my life this way? Do I want to be in a constant state of anxiety about what I put in my body? And even even when I did this, feelings of unworthiness still popped up in my head, despite me holding on to my high expectations and meeting them, I still felt worthless on the inside. I still felt incomplete. And this even took a turn for its worse when 
I started using a lot of social media filters on Snapchat. I would constantly use that dog puppy filter. <laughs> if y'all remember the puppy dog filter, seems harmless, right? A cute little tongue that comes out of your mouth and then you have the little dog ears. I mean, how cute is that? But what I didn't realize, it basically shaves down your cheekbones and changes your facial structure. And after a certain point of time, I found it really hard to just take a picture of myself without any filters. My own face didn't feel good enough. It was like my insecurities were sending me red flags. Hey, 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 put on the filter again, put on the filter again. I don't want to be seen. But eventually I found it really hard to come face to face with myself in the mirror. And this ended up not improving my relationship with myself at all either. And then something within me, I had just a major breakthrough when I became so exhausted and finally realized and saw how destructive my relationship with myself became. Everything that I was trying to, you know, put a band-aid on, I was trying to fix my relationship, but nothing was working. And I finally realized that. And that was when I started choosing differently. I finally, finally saw and trusted that maybe, just maybe, I can give this love that I am looking for to myself. And so that's what I did. I went on a self-love journey. I really trusted that I was going to be okay with being me and being who I already am. So I started yoga and this is where my self-love journey really took off and really started to blossom. It's just going to get me a little bit emotional thinking about it because first it wasn't how I kind of expected it to be. I decided to go and try a yoga class and I really, really found it hard taking it seriously. I found it really hard to keep in the giggles but I was like, you know what, maybe I just need to try this for myself and try it at home. So I decided to do a yoga class at home. I got a yoga mat for myself to try this at home. Once I did that, it was like a whole new world for me. Like Aladdin. A whole new world. A dazzling place I never knew. <laughs> that song that is literally what came through my mind because I stepped on the mat I began this trusting process this loving process that you know what I started to plant little seeds that I can love myself I will love myself and I will continue to love myself I found this gentle and nourishing practice for myself and it has been life-changing for me. It's on the mat where I really do have this deep connection with myself. It started a little bit on the surface level when I first started out, but as I continued to do yoga and carve out that sacred space and time on the mat, I really did begin to understand myself a little more and I put away all of the distractions. There's no phones, there's no computers, there's no laptops. 
I just go ahead and put on a yoga class, online class, and listen. And I try not to look at the video because that would be a distraction, but most of the time I am going inward and I developed an inward connection with myself. And it was there that my spiritual journey also started as well. And that is why I chose the niche for my coaching as a self-love and spiritual coach, because this has been truly transformative for me. I began to be kind to my body. I found that at the gym beforehand, I was still moving my body. I was still giving this self, it was like a self-care practice, but was it truly self-care when my intentions were out of lack, right? Were out of, I'm not good enough as I am, so I need to force picking up this weight. And eventually, when I started doing that, my joints started to feel pain, and I knew that that was not okay, right? Working out until you basically feel pain, physical pain. I had emotional pain going on, but now it was manifesting as physical pain. On the yoga mat though, it's a chance to really slow down, tap into the flow, connect with the universe. And I really, really started appreciating my body, appreciating myself, and being authentic. Because beforehand, I really, really struggled showing my authenticity to the world because I was so anxious that my anxiety crippled me from really being my true self. It was really difficult. It was so hard. Really allowing myself to go there, allowing myself to express and just be me. Now I realize that being me is the magic. Allowing my authenticity to shine is what makes me unique. It's what makes my soul have a place on this earth because if we essentially were the same, you know, we had the same life experiences, we all look the same, we all talk the same, we all spoke messages the same, we all wrote the same, there would be no chance of learning from each other, right? This is where when you start to love and trust yourself, you start to believe in yourself more. And so on the yoga mat, I really did start to connect with this inner love inside me, with the love that was already there, but I had forgotten. And I have changed completely. I mean, if you remember, I had this victim mentality of the world. I felt sorry for myself. Now I really do turn to gratitude. I turn to love. I give myself permission to be myself. I give myself permission to love myself even on the hard days. And it is not perfect. I'm not saying that my self-love is 100%. It's totally not. I'm still working on detaching my worth from the external factors, right? There's still stuff to heal. But I have still come a long way. I see it. I feel it within myself. And now, instead of looking in the mirror and really zooming into all my flaws and hating them, I look at myself as a whole. 
as a whole being, as a complete puzzle piece, as a complete puzzle, I am in, in love with who I am and who I am becoming too, because I know that where I am, I'm not going to stay. 10 years down the line, five years down the line, I may pick up some new personality traits, right? If I continue the path of growth, if I continue the path of love, my love for myself is going to grow over time, right? And I will be amazed by that because right now, you may feel like there is no love there, but I promise you, if you give this path a chance, then you will be so, so grateful for that younger self, for you now, years down the line for choosing that. Because if you didn't, you'd probably be at the same state that you're at and still find it really difficult loving yourself and still feeling confused about how to love yourself and what love looks like if you've never experienced it for yourself. Yeah, it was through yoga that I learned to fall in love with myself again. On the yoga mat, since I really cultivated a self-love ritual and practice for myself and I just really, really looked forward to it every time because every time that I stepped on the mat, I was really allowing myself to deepen the relationship with myself. And I came out feeling like the state of bliss within me and the state of peace, of love, of compassion and kindness. And I wanted more. And I realized, I think it was in that moment when I realized, like, OMG, I was the one who created these feelings within me. Yeah, I had a yoga instructor who was showing me the moves and guiding me through the class, but essentially, it was all me who created these feelings within. And the more that I did that, that was the proof that I needed that I can totally, I can totally be my own love. I can totally create experiences that instill these types of emotions that I was ultimately looking for in the first place. And that is when I started to let go of wanting to change myself, wanting to be someone else to be liked, wanting to people please all the time and I mean it has taken me a long time to figure this out I had to learn those lessons along the way I think that is one of the biggest lessons of my life that I had to learn was that the love was already there it was just waiting for me to connect with it to tap into it to embrace myself in it, right? Because I think for the longest time, I was holding myself back from being my own love. I was preventing my own self from loving myself, right? Nobody else was in my body critiquing myself or nobody else was telling me to be ashamed of myself. Nobody else was telling me to hate myself. It's like I kind of have this vision in mind of the little dolls with the strings, right? Nobody is forcing us to do anything. 
I had to learn to take responsibility for my own life because if I didn't, I would end up living my life in regret for not starting my self-love journey, for not giving myself permission to be my own best friend, to let go of the judgments, to let go of the need to be perfect. Because this is what I said on a podcast episode that I was in the other day. I don't know if you have listened to it already. It's on goodyou.therapy by Samantha Simo. But I was telling her that I didn't want to be on the last minutes of my life, basically be on my deathbed. I didn't want to be there and feel like this deep regret within me that, oh, I should have trusted myself. I should have forgiven myself. Oh, I should have loved myself. And now here I am about to go off of this planet and I still am not there. I'm still not where I imagined myself to be. I didn't want to do that. And that was my key motivating factor to trust that there is an abundant amount of love just waiting there. And we can tap into this state of being at any point in our in our lives, right? That is the most magical and amazing part about it all. And I think that, you know, there's no need to wait. There's no need to wait for someone else to tell you that you can love yourself. There's no need to wait for anybody else to embrace you with love, right? You can embrace your own self of love. So right now, go ahead. If you're watching the video, if you're listening, go ahead. And if you're not driving, you can do this. Go ahead and wrap your arms around yourself. Tell yourself the things you need to hear. Tell your soul. Tell your heart. What does it need to hear right now? For you to be seen, for you to be heard, for you to be loved. Right now what's coming through for me is I am divinely supported and guided. I am enough. Whatever comes through for you, just trust that. But even that small choice, right? It all began with a choice, a decision, and actually going through with it. I started with, with yoga as my self-love journey. That's where it all began. But that doesn't mean that's where it stops or ends. After being so in love with how I was feeling on the mat, I was so curious. I became so curious about, oh my gosh, what else can I do for myself that will make me feel this nourished, that will make me feel this lit up? And so I really started to add more self-love and self-care practices along the way that will really strengthen and deepen my relationship with myself. So now today I have a continuous and daily breathwork practice that I do in the morning, a meditation, I journal at night, I give myself some stretches at night as well, and then also throughout the day, I make sure to pause and be mindful of where I'm at, where my emotions are at. 
I allow them to be seen, to be heard, and not shove them under the rug like I used to and go to the pantry and turn to the pantry for my solution. I know that I can be my own solution, right? I can hold that space, take it up for my emotions and release and release them. I allow myself to cry. I allow myself to be angry. I allow myself to be frustrated. And I know that it's all okay to feel. And if I am blocking any of those emotions like I was doing in the past, I was also blocking love. I was also blocking light. And that's where the disconnect was, right? I was looking for all of these external things to fulfill me and to give me what I needed. But then I wasn't willing to give myself what I needed. I'll say that again. I was willing to wait for everyone else to give me what I was so desperately craving, but yet I wasn't willing to give myself those very things. And that's where the extreme disconnect was. I was so reliant. I was so dependent on everyone else. I, I couldn't give it for myself. And that's why I felt so disconnected from love and so disconnected from myself. So now, fast forward to where I'm at today. Now I am a self-love and spiritual coach. I offer a self-love coaching program for women who are looking to fall in love with themselves again, and for women who are looking to connect with that love again, and really step into a version of themselves that start to be their own best friend, who are looking to be their own supporter, to quiet the voice of their inner critic, who may struggle with comparison or external validation. And this is what I offer now and I am just so excited to start changing lives, really empower women to love themselves unconditionally because my own struggles of self-love and with my anxiety has really inspired me to share my own story, to share my own journey and also come up with this program that will really, really help women to learn to love themselves. and. And I can promise you that if you feel so lost, so confused, if you feel unhappy with yourself, you want to start loving yourself. You want to start appreciating yourself, becoming your own best friend. This program was meant for you. We work on comparison, external validation, transforming your inner voice to one of love, we work on awakening your higher self who is all love, all light, really connecting with her. We work on habits and how to make self-love a lifestyle. We work on how to become your own best friend, how to treat yourself with kindness and love and compassion. We also will work on your relationship with your body. If you feel that your body is something to be ashamed of. And so if this is resonating with you, I am inviting women to join the program. I have three different coaching packages. They offer loads of support, such as a virtual self-love woman's circle, one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, a Facebook self-love community group, messaging app support, 
and more. And just know as your self-love and spiritual coach, I will be there to guide you along the way and really, really make your self-love dreams a reality for you. If you are feeling like it is vibing with you, go ahead and message me on my Instagram, my coaching Instagram page at blissfully.bloom. There you can also find a link under my bio, my Linktree link. If you click on that, there's an application to apply to the program. And also there's going to be a link where you can book a free 30 minute discovery call to see if this program is right for you and meant for you. I hope that this inspired you today to, you know, no matter where you are at on your self-love journey, to really trust the process. Know that it's going to take time to heal, to nourish, to learn to love yourself again and again, and giving yourself grace to the process. Because like I said, it's not going to be perfect. Celebrate yourself for the decisions that you have made to where you are at today, right? Be appreciative of where you are at. Be grateful. Here's the other thing too, is what I realized is if I was so, so in this mindset of I need to change and fix and fix and fix, I'm broken, I'm broken, I'm broken. That was the reason why even when I met my expectations, I still was not happy. I still was not fulfilled because before I even met those expectations, I wasn't happy with myself then. So why would I be happy with myself afterwards? There is still that lackness mentality within. There was still that desire and need to go and seek that fulfillment and love elsewhere. And I felt more alone than ever. But now I don't feel so alone anymore. I don't feel so lost. And I am just so, so grateful for my younger self, for my past self, for choosing to learn to love herself. And it can start today for you, no matter where you are at. And I hope that this inspired you today to choose love and to choose love again and again. Well, thank you so much for listening to my self-love story. I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye.